Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Are you looking to keep up with your New Year's resolution of getting your home, library, office, garage, or simply your life organized? Well, look no further than Smart Labels. These are QR sticker packs that pair with the Smart Label app and allow you to catalog everything going inside a box or bin. No longer do you need to dig through 10 boxes just to find that one thing you were looking for. Smart Labels provides you with the ability to get organized and even more importantly, to stay organized. So check out Smart Labels on Amazon to begin your organization journey today. Welcome to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to us. Welcome back to you. Welcome (laughs) to all of our new people. Yes, it's a new year. Mm -hmm. There is a brand new book. As of like five days ago book. (laughs) Six days ago, whatever. Um, what a time. What a time to be alive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, this is season nine, yes. everybody. Uh, and we're doing Crescent City three. We are. That's we power read. Like power. So much power reading. I was up till midnight like three days in a row. Exactly. Um, we are power recording as yep. we speak. Mm-hmm. And we're coming at you as quick as we possibly could. Yes. Minor regrets? My husband was like, why did you have to get it out like the week after? I was like, in my head, I was like, we, I feel like we had great reasons. Like it was, it's so relevant. Of course we have to get it out the first week. But in my head, I was like, People can read along with us. I was like, we probably could have waited a week. (laughs) I was like, you're probably right in that statement. But in my head, it had to happen the Monday after. I mean... Just who makes- else can say that they're doing that? No, probably nobody. Exactly. Because no one else is crazy <laughs> like us. Um, lots of fun things have been going on yes. in the background. We hope y'all had fun at your individual drop parties. Mm-hmm. We had a blast at ours. Yeah. This was our first like event yeah. that we've done in what, three years that we've been doing this? Yeah. Um, so it was so amazing. We partnered with the bookseller who's yes. down in um, Conyers, Georgia. Yeah. And it's seller like C-E-L-L-A-R. Yep. So little plug to them. But um, they have an incredible space. It's literally so beautiful. It is. And they, so they hosted it and we emceed it, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. Um, but it was so much fun. Party started at 10 and I was so impressed that everyone was there by 1020. 
Oh, yeah. Like 50 people were there by 1020. That doesn't happen. I was going to say any event. 90% of that 50 was there within the first five, 10 minutes. Yeah. It was like only a couple of stragglers to 1020. People were there sooner than they are at weddings. Like we have people (laughs) late for weddings. There was no one late for this SJM party. They were not late and they were dressed to the nines. Mm -hmm. Like the the cosplay we saw. Incredible. So incredible. Um, there were Valkyries, there were Bryces, there were Danica. Lahaba. Lahaba. She was incredible. Yeah. So, and then we met some of you awesome listeners. Mm-hmm. Y'all are either local. Some folks drove. Hours. Like plural. Hours. Plural. Hours. Hours. They took like weekend trips to come to our party. And yep. that was just such a huge honor. It was it was so heartwarming. Like I've never felt more honored yeah. than I did right then. So yeah. it was incredible. So we just had so much fun. Um, just like the energy. Yeah. It was so exciting to be a part of something like that. It makes me want for us to do more events. I know. Whenever the hell our <laughs> lives calm down ever so slightly. I yes. just think that would be so fun again. I agree. Um, let's see. What else do we have? Uh, we can talk Patreon. Do oh, my some gosh. Fun updates for that. Yeah. So we've also had some Patreon updates. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who don't know, historically, we've had a Patreon with three tiers. I should say historically. It's been one year since we just opened one year. It. Um, and now it's historically uh, we had our uh, fan member tier mm-hmm. which was only a dollar and it got you into our discord and got you you know some free stuff mm-hmm. then there was the Faye membership which had q a included and discounts and some other bonuses and then our fam membership that has like our book club and like mm-hmm. special chats and all that fun stuff um and so we've had so much fun connecting with y'all there for that and now we've added a fourth tier mm-hmm. um so this is essentially everything in the fam section plus magazine so if you haven't heard we launched a magazine at the end of last year we did called romantazine it is focused on the genre of romanticy so sgm obviously falls into that but we're wanting to explore the community and various authors and just like creating curating like the perfect reading experience to like support the genre as a whole mm-hmm. um so we launched that and so this new tier in our patreon um is just two dollars more a month than the fam membership that top tier you get all the benefits of the fam membership but you also get a free digital copy of the magazine each quarter when that releases so yep. if that's something you're interested in mm-hmm. that's another way that you can kind of participate that way and we're going to try to maybe once we get like our lives together a little bit see if we can do more fun like magazine like behind the scenes stuff Mm -hmm. on patreon for those members as well um so yeah lots of exciting things happening on patreon yes and speaking of in this gap of a bazillion months it feels like we've had so many incredible people support us yes um so some of our fam members which is a perk of joining fam you get a special shout out on the podcast so the next couple episodes if you don't hear your name today it will be coming so yeah we've got a lot to catch up on yes so this week we're going to shout out fam members nicole s Brittany S, Cass B, and Kim P. Thank you guys so much for your support and for joining our fam tier on Patreon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And one more thing about Romantazine. Mm-hmm. Sarah and I are hard at work 
with volume two. Yes. Which is our spring issue Mm -hmm. of this year. And that's currently available for pre-order. Right. So if you're interested in that, head on over to at Romantazine on Instagram. And there's a link tree in the bio that has all the links you'll need to subscribe Mm -hmm. or check it out. I know you're not here for the magazine, but we're just so proud of it. And we want to make sure you know about it um, and know some timelines around it. So yeah. check that out. It sh- The spring issue will be launching on March 1st officially. Mm-hmm. But if you pre-order now, you're going to get it much, much quicker. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. Sarah, what Alex. have you been reading recently? <laughs> I have read a lot. In we've, my, we've read a lot. We've read a lot. There's been a lot of amazing arcs we've gotten that we've talked about on social. There's been just books that I've read on Kindle Unlimited and just like trying to fill time until CC3 came out. Yeah. But the problem was I like finished a book maybe three days before and I was like, do I start something? Can I finish something? (laughs) Right. In the time I didn't because I was like, I'm not I'm not going to jinx it because if I start something, I'm going to want to finish it before I finish CC3. So well, on that note, funny story. So I have a book that I'm not going to like dig into today, but that was my plan was, is I was going to read that until CC3 came out. Mm-hmm. And so I was flying the weekend before CC3 came out and I was on track to, um, on the flight home that Sunday, finish the book on that flight. Right. And then I would be, I'd be cleansed on Monday and then Tuesday, boom, I have my new book. Mm-hmm. But then I was one of the blessed who, <laughs> who found Crescent city early at said airport mm-hmm. and obviously I had to abandon my other book and start this one so yes, now I have a book that's been half abandoned mm-hmm. and I remembered nothing of the first half after <laughs> after Crescent City 3 I my brain is just like mush um so that didn't work out as I planned yeah. I tried to be like you and, and do that but yeah nope didn't happen didn't happen fate said otherwise yeah but what have you been up to um okay so i'll talk two books that i've read um recently one of them i had heard so much hype over okay it was called red rising yes Yes. so this is the book that people were like it's better than fourth wing right and i was like hmm Hmm. questionable because i adored fourth wing yeah so i was like let's give it a try because i was in a slump and i was like i need something different and this was a total change of pace this is definitely more fantasy than romanticy well i would say it's even more sci-fi than than, probably uh, fantasy there's definitely sci-fi vibes it kind of reminded me of like dune mixed with like hunger games mixed with mm, there's a show on netflix that i had seen it was called the three percent i don't know if you've seen it it's Mm -mm. it's brazil based or mm, i think it was brazil based yeah so it's in portuguese but somehow it landed up on my stream okay um but it was kind of like a mix of like all of that um and it was so interesting yeah i loved it i absolutely loved it it is so it was so bizarre because this is the first book from a male author. Yes, I say written by a man. Written by a man, and the char- the main character was a man. Yep. I was like, I haven't read one of these in a long time. <laughs> um, yeah. So I wasn't sure how I would like it, and I loved it. It was just, it was so refreshing, and it was so interesting. Like the world that they built, the characters, and it's. I mean, there's like a tiny element of romance, but that's definitely not right the center of it. But it's just like these different classes of people. And it's focused on the lowest class, who's the red class. And they don't know that, like, the rest of society has been built. They think they're working to, like, build this planet on Mars up, mm-hmm. basically. And come to find out, it's already been built. And they're just still slaves. Yeah. Um, and it is just, 
it was so interesting to read. So I've been wanting to read the next, like the next two books in the series. Um, but I love that. It was totally a different writing style than I was used to. Yeah. There was a girl I worked with who recommended that book to me forever Mm -hmm. ago. And I, I read the first one and Mm -hmm. I've been meaning to read the next few, but for her, she, she would tell me that it was one of her favorite series to ever exist. And so Mm -hmm. I was like, Whoa, okay. Um, and I agree the hype was there, but I think it's interesting that people were comparing it to fourth wing. I do too. To me, they're not, there's nothing similar. There's, they're not (laughs) even remotely similar. I don't understand. Like I, (laughs) I don't know why. Cause it's not like they came out at the same time. Right. I have no idea, but this was, I saw multiple reels about this is better than fourth wing. And I'm like, okay. I'll try it's just, it. I don't know how you compare There's no the comparison. Two. They're completely different genres. <laughs> They're different. Like everything's Styles, different. Everything's different. You know, it's like some books you can like, you could say Harry Potter and fourth wing. Cause there's that school element. Right. You could say like Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit because there's the adventure element, but it's right. like, there's nothing. No, they're both made up to. stories. Is that, you that could are... say the hunger games in red rising something. Yeah. yeah. No. So <laughs> it was, yeah, but no, I really, I really enjoyed that. that um, that's awesome. It, that's re-inspiring me to dig back into that series because I remember really liking the first book yeah um and then lately the most recent book I actually read is called when the moon hatched oh so (gasps) oh I want to read this this is the one that's been like starting to get some traction I feel like on book talk and bookstagram um so it just came out in January Mm -hmm. of this year um from I don't know if this author's written anything before yeah Uh, her name's Sarah A. Parker I can look it up I'm literally staring at her name right now um let's see yeah so okay so she did write another series to bleed a crystal bloom that came out in 2021 um so i I haven't heard of that or anybody talking about that but Mm -mm. i saw this book getting some traction i was like let me get a bit of try it's on kindle unlimited yeah i am like a four and a half star on it oh okay so it is like it is it is so good it like so all those trends that we had talked about, mm-hmm. about like wanting to see in 2024, I feel like this book was embodying. Oh. Like this was like, there was slow burn, there was adventure, there was it. romance, there was dragons. Mm-hmm. We love dragons. Um, but it was just such a different take on magic than I had seen before. Okay. Yeah. I just, I thought it was so good. And it, it was, I don't know if I've ever read a book so well set up for a second book okay so like the I feel like whenever you read a book that's gonna have a second book it always has like almost everything's tied up except like this one cliffhanger yeah yeah. this was like there's like five different storylines that I need to be finished kind of thing like and it's two different timelines that intertwine with different characters and so I'm very curious like how it goes next so i really i would absolutely recommend this book i thought it was so well written That's granted so i have exciting. no idea when the next one comes out because it was a january release so yeah um but yeah when the moon hatched definitely really liked it so i love that that was mm-hmm. next on my tbr yeah so hopefully i'll get that one in yes soon. <laughs> what um, about you what have you read so we got an arc this book comes out i think in march okay and it was Expiration Dates by mm-hmm. Rebecca Searle. Oh, yeah. So she wrote that book in five years that I was obsessed with mm-hmm. last year, maybe. I think. Um, <laughs> and she really leans into that like magical realism mm-hmm. space versus like pure fantasy. And I really enjoyed this book. Like I thought that it was once again, like a really good balance of different types of emotions mm-hmm. and that magical element. Um, there were some parts that were like a little like 
annoying to me but i would say overall it was another just like really solid Mm -hmm. magical realism book and i think that's just it's fun to read those every once in a while Mm because it just makes you look at our world a little differently like we read these fantasy books to escape but also like can we bring the magic back to ourselves Mm -hmm. and back to this world and so that's just something i've always really cherished about her books is that opportunity to maybe see magic in the everyday a little yeah. bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so overall, really fun book. Mm-hmm. Um, the other book I read is not new at all. Okay. But I bought it at Barnes & Nobles forever ago, and I've been meaning to read it, and I finally had a break from ARCs, and I was like looking at my bookshelves, and I'm like, what are we going to do? What mm-hmm. are we going to do? And this one popped up, and it was All us, all of Us Villains. Oh, I've been meaning to read that forever. Yeah, so it's by Amanda Foodie. So good. Was it? It was a lot of fun. Now, it had a Hunger Games element to okay. it. Um, but for me, this was definitely like a four star. Okay. Like pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, it it had also it was like picture like Hunger Games meets Tim Burton. Okay. Um, meets like witches and warlocks. Okay. And super interesting, really dynamic and complex characters. Mm-hmm. Ends on a cliffy. Very excited for book two. So mm-hmm. I that book is out. This is a duology. There's yeah. no reason I should be sitting here <laughs> waiting for it. I just need to go and get it. Yeah. Um. Because I went to Barnes and Nobles to buy it, and then the sequel wasn't there, and I was like, no. <laughs> and I had like a gift card, so I wanted was intentionally trying to use the gift card. Right. But anyway, definitely enjoyable and worth the hype. Okay. So. I was glad I've finally yeah. jumped in on that bandwagon <laughs> that I've been hearing about for like two years, it feels like. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's what I've been reading. That's good. Yeah. All good things. So we partnered up with a brand called Smart Labels, um, and I think this is one of the most useful things I've actually seen. I think about all the boxes in my parents' garage. Um, LOL. I say that because I have a townhouse with no garage space, so no no space of storage for me Um, but basically it's just a total guessing game in there i'm literally opening like five boxes just to find one thing even if it's a clear bin i still feel like it's impossible to find things on the first try smart labels is a qr code sticker pack that pairs up with the smart labels app and it allows you to literally catalog every single item in that box my brain is literally just in overdrive thinking of the possibilities here. I no longer need ugly labels on things, which makes me very happy. Um, I could just have pretty boxes next to each other with a little QR sticker code in the corner that tells me absolutely everything. Um, I could have a box full of old books in my, like not my garage, my parents' garage or like up in the attic or the closet with books I don't read anymore. And then if somebody asks for one or, you know, I want to give somebody a book, I can check the QR label and the catalog that I've put into it and see, oh my gosh, there's that book. I know exactly which box it's in. So I'm not digging through a million boxes just for that one thing. You know, I could organize my stationery and paper goods and know like which one has my letters versus my cards. There's just literally endless possibilities here. So I think if you're new, year's goal was to get organized or if you're a person that doesn't make new year's resolutions and you just feel like that itch to start early spring cleaning then i definitely would recommend smart labels check them out on amazon to get started with your organization okay so we're digging in we're digging in this is the first week Mm -hmm. oh we should say 19 episodes this season 19 yes 19 episodes and this first mini-sode 
is going to be a full gush session. 100% going over everything that happened, talking all our feels about it. Yes. So that'll be on Thursday of this week. Exactly. So if you haven't finished the entire book and you're like reading along with us, like some psycho. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't know how you put this book down. Um, But if you haven't finished yet, don't listen to that until you're complete. Mm -hmm. And before any of you ask about bonus chapters, Mm -hmm. we will have separate mini-sodes to talk about those. Yes. So we are going to dig into the five bonus chapters. I know. um, That were spread amongst all of the different types of books. But that's what's up ahead yes oh and also we are doing a video for <gasps> yes. rcc3 gush so last season we did our first like visual yep. podcast where you guys could see us and people really liked it asked for more so we thought a gush session is the perfect opportunity Truly. to really show our emotions yes. so you can stream that as well so so just to clarify, when we post that video, mm-hmm. we post it on our Patreon to anybody who pays. So yep. obviously, y'all, everybody can listen to mm-hmm. our gush session. But if you want to see the video, make sure you sign up for Patreon. Even the like $1 a month tier yeah. gets those video mm-hmm. episodes. Yep. So just to yep. clarify on that a little bit. Yes. All right. This week. This week, we are doing chapters prologue. prologue. <laughs> I was like, can you say chapter before prologue? Chapter zero? Uh, chapter zero, the prologue through chapter two. Yes, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's like 50 pages. So much happens. These are all long chapters in this book, and it makes me mad. I'm just throwing it out there before we even start. It's Well, it's they're long chapters in like the first two thirds of the book. Right. And then As you always. get to the last hundred pages, and it's like three pages, four pages. Right. And you're like... Balance, SJM. Come on. Oh, um, but we're calling this episode The Aftermath. Mm-hmm. And let's try to remember how to do this as we <laughs> dig in. Okay. The prologue. Yep. We'll start with our summary because mm-hmm. that's what we do. Yep. <laughs> okay. In the aftermath of CC2, the Fey Kings are brought to question by the Asteri. Hunt, Rune, and Baxian are in the dungeons. I was just, the the boys they're in the boys they're not just in the dungeon they're like dangling by their arms in the dungeon i like dripping blood constantly so that and the wounds so won't upsetting. heal up and i'm like ah oh, heartbreaking and we need to remember that sjm said that she had to scale back right what happened in the dungeons yes so anytime i'm like horrified of what happens mm-hmm. i'm like it could have been so much worse. it could have been so much worse like what did you initially write i know you vicious queen um but yeah those poor guys i know uh the first chapter not first chapter the first line of mm-hmm. this prologue though immediately i'm i'm in i'm sold yep 100% here. It says, the hind knelt before her undying masters and contemplated how it would feel to tear out their throats. And I was like, <laughs> yes, Lydia, I love you. Like, already. I, it was just surprising that we were getting it initially from the hind's perspective. Like, yeah. all the characters. Like, Bryce just went to Valaris. Like, yep. Hunt and Rune and Baxian are tied up in the dungeons. Yep. Like, of all the characters, we got Lydia. Yeah. I just thought it was a really interesting choice on SJM's mm-hmm. part. But the Agreed. prologues are always kind of a weird 
thing for her. Like she always does like weird characters or weird stories kind of happening in the prologues. Well, actually, this prologue extra surprised me because I was like, I know everybody in this. Right. It makes sense. It makes total sense. I feel like past prologues, I've had to be like, okay, Yeah. And then go back to and be like, oh, right. Now I get what happened. Yeah. But this is actually like an (laughs) aftermath of what happened. It's just from a different character than I was expecting. Yeah. Um, so Lydia's there and she is like contemplating. We we know that like the dreadwolves have those like silver darts mm-hmm. on their clothes to kind of like mark their kills. And it talks about Lydia's right. and what they did to them. Mm-hmm. So apparently there were so many that they melted them down into a torque. And then she says, Did anyone in this chamber see the necklace for what it truly was? A collar. And that immediately, I was like, I was like, throw a glass, throw a glass. I was like, is it getting tied in? Please, 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 please. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So if if you haven't read Throne of Glass, just light connection here. But collars from the bad guys are a very important thing in there. And so I immediately was concerned. Yes. Oh, we didn't even mention if. okay, if this is your first time listening to us, this is spoiler free. Oh, yeah. I feel like Sorry. I should mention that. Yep. So our main episodes are spoiler free. Minisodes, all spoilers. Yes. So if sorry if we made a random SJM connection. But if you've read <laughs> DC3, you know that there is mass multiverse. Yes. I'm just saying. Correct. Okay. So this this is a threat to that throne of glass world. Yep. That I'm immediately terrified about. I am too. Yes. Um, And let's see. So Pollux is also there. Mm -hmm. And so they're like kneeling before the Asteri. And it says that one of his shining wings was resting atop her calf. From another, it might have been a gesture of comfort, of solidarity. But from Pollux, from the hammer, it meant nothing but possession. And this is just reminding me. I'm like, this guy is the worst. He's the worst. (laughs) Like, and it just gets worse and worse and worse. But I'm like, I hate him so much. Yes. So much. So much. I agree. Um, what else are you noticing in this chapter? Um, so we meet Cormac and Rune's dad. Well, we know Rune's dad. We know but Rune's yeah, dad, yeah. but like we, they're both brought before the Asteri. Like they've both been summoned because they have traitor sons. Yeah. And basically they're groveling at the Asteri's feet, completely just owning their sons. Yep. Like they had no knowledge of this. They had no idea what their traitorous sons were doing. They want no part of them. Like yeah. they don't get to be like sailed no actual burial like yeah everything they can to be like we are not associated like do not punish us for yeah. our sons and uh, I, i'm not saying that i'm surprised that this is how either of those kings are behaving no not at all but i of our first of this with this being our first introduction to morvin mm-hmm. i was like god you suck uh, yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, like, but I did like the Heinz, like, well, it did make me happy that he was groveling. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, okay, so this guy really does suck if she's happy to see him grovel as well. Exactly. Um, and so we kind of finished with the Asteri, and Pollux and the Hind are headed down on an elevator. And they're kind of like, before they get there, they're walking through the halls, and it's just like, you can't even tell what happened there two days ago. It's been yeah. two days. Let's just like throw that out there. Right. And it's like all the windows are fixed. Like there's not a, it smells like completely normal there. Like mm-hmm. all the blood's been scraped away. Like it's just everything's a secret. Like yes. they, everyone's been sworn to secrecy that Bryce is not in this world anymore. That right. like Rune and Hunt are in the dungeons. Like nobody's allowed to say anything. Correct. Which on a side note, um, before... Rigolus reminded mm-hmm. um, Morvin and the Autumn King to like stay quiet. Yep. When the Autumn King realized that Bryce wasn't around anymore mm-hmm. and they were kind of like, you know, like 
where is she? What are your thoughts about her? He made a comment about you'd have to find her first. Mm -hmm. I just thought that was the sassiest comment. And it gave me like the littlest bit of hope. Mm -hmm. I was like, maybe the Autumn King is still rooting for her. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know. But yeah, it's just sworn to secrecy. Mm -hmm. Nothing happened. No. Which is wild. I know. I mean, not surprising, but wild. Yes. Um, And so they are headed back down to the dungeons to where Rune and Hunt and Baxian are. And Lydia is talking to Rigolus about, you know, that she's working on breaking them. um, And it's just it's going to take time, especially with Baxian, Mm -hmm. because he's part of the Triari and like, yeah, he's been through all this. So well, and so is Hunt. I know. It's crazy. Like two, like three people of the same Triari are actually good guys now. Yeah. So interesting. Um, But so Regulus tells her, we give you leave to do your finest work, Hind. Mm-hmm. There's a part of me that's like, ah, mm-hmm. but also like my heart breaks for Lydia. Yeah. Because like she's having to play this role mm-hmm. with people she cares about. Yep. How hard is that? I can't imagine like having to torture people that you love. It's just, it's so sad. It is. My Mm -hmm. heart just like breaks for her in these moments. Yep. Um, And we kind of, so we learn that below the castle, there's a thousand mystics. That's a lot of mystics. That's a lot of mystics. I was like, where did they all come from? That's a great question. They are all on the hunt for Bryce Quinlan. I was like, that's a lot of people looking for you. Yep. Um, but but so, I think it's interesting that they can't find her, though, because I feel like, you know, the mystic and the astronomer was able to go to hell mm-hmm. so they can access other worlds. Right. So I'm curious if there's like something between them and Perithian that doesn't allow access or is it just that there are so many worlds they don't even know where to start? Like, I don't know, but I would think that they would pick places that it's like okay well we at least know of these worlds like let's start with the known worlds right especially if they've been there before maybe and I like know. know the history i don't know i don't know maybe reese is just doing a great job of shielding prithian well and that's what i'm wondering is like is there something about prithian mm-hmm. that has an additional like shield right layer? Mm-hmm. and that's what's helping keep her safe there yeah it's possible know. Um, so they arrive down in the dungeons and mm-hmm. it is terrible. I mean, they are, yeah. like I said, they are hanging by their arms. Like their wings have been cut off. Thankfully, Rune doesn't have wings, I guess. Um, yeah. but like Baxian is so beaten to a pulp that he's not even like stirring. Yeah. Um, cause I think they're taking it especially hard on him since like he killed the harpy. Right. Um, so, or well, they think. No, no, no. They think that the hot or. They think that Bryce killed the harpy. Yes. But they're just pissed at him because they're like, betrayer. That's what it is. Saboteur. There's too many names. I can't keep up anymore. There's a lot of names. It was Bryce who killed the the harpy. harpy. In their minds. In their minds. Right. But it was Lydia. Yes. That's what it was. Okay. Um, Anywho. So... So Lydia, this to say to go with what I was saying earlier, it says she shut down every part of her that felt that breathed. So like that's how she's coping. But then she looks at Rune and Rune is just staring at her with loathing. Like He just hates her. It's not a ploy. No, it is true hatred. He hates her hates her and she's like trying to reach out like with the like the mind to mind connection to know like what she can't do anything like he's being a little bit of a baby about it i mean great he's being tortured like he has every right to be unhappy i know 
But I'm also like, it's not her fault. Right. Like she she helped you. Yeah. She helped you guys out. She got Bryce out. She was a spy. Right. She couldn't tell you, Rune. I know. This is like back with um not to like cross books, but like with Iron Flame. Yeah. When Violet was like, Why are you keeping secrets from me? And you're like, Cause it's war. Like that's how I feel about it. I'm like, Uh, she was a spy. (laughs) She can't tell you, Rune. He's giving me strong Violet vibes to right now. Yeah. Um, um but oh the part it's so sad so like pollux gets a phone call and it says for a moment with pollux turned away lydia let her mask drop let rune see her true face the one that had kissed his soul and shared her own with him they their very beings melding rune she pleaded into her mind rune but the fey prince did not answer the hate in his eyes did not lessen so lydia donned her heinz mask once again it's so sad. I was like, no, Rude, just give her, just like, quick look. Like, don't hate her. Just give her a little bit. Ugh. It's not her fault. I know. All right. Prologue done. We're getting into chapter one. Yes. So this is part one. We're now in the drop. The drop. Um. So Bryce is questioned by Reese, Asriel, and Amran in Perithian. We're in Valaris. We're I'm so excited. Well, I think we're technically in the Hewn City. I at this know, point. but but <laughs> we're in the Night Court. We're in the Night Court. I'm so pumped. That's, Multiverse that's moment. Just, yes, I was like, it's finally happening. It is. So it's it's funny seeing Bryce's like perspective yes. on these people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously the insanity of like Reese looking like Rune mm-hmm. and like her noticing like Asriel's shadows look like Cormac's. Like all of these like parallels that are being drawn right. to her world is just mind blowing. Yep. Um, but they're there like trying to find answers. They're like, right. what? Who are you? Why, Why are, are you, you here? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have that sword? Like, What's happening? Yes, all the questions. So she's being interrogated very politely, I would say. I would say so. For these people, for Azriel and Reese, yes. very politely. So There's she's, no, torture. no torture. It's just like, hey, would you mind telling us? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very polite. I'm very surprised, too, honestly. Like, I was, when Reese just, like, asked, like, can I go into your mind? Yeah, yeah, and she yeah. was like, no, no, no. But I was like. How many people's minds have you gone into without permission, Reese, when there was like a threat? He's trying to be better. <laughs> no. I was like, no, this is like a threat to your world, potentially. Yeah. I'm honestly kind of surprised. Like, yeah, it felt very odd the way SJM wrote Reese and Asriel. And I'll talk about it, I guess, in our gush. But I was surprised yeah. about a lot of the the ways that things were written or the way that things were done. I was like, that's not Reese. Like if there's a threat to his family, somebody that comes into his territory with the knife and the sword, like matching up, like I feel like he wouldn't hesitate and then like apologize after. Yeah. Here's what I think. Mm -hmm. I think they can sense that Bryce isn't bad. Yeah. I think that's fairly Mm-hmm. obvious for them yeah i think they can get that general sense between Asriel's shadows and mm-hmm. like reese's like mind stuff even if he's not like going deep into their mind right. but also just like their observational skills right um so it's like if you don't think she's inherently bad mm-hmm. and you have no concept of this horn yeah and what it's possible you think she's just stuck there yeah like they could have very well thought like they were fine and safe and that True. there was like there was no harm that could be done as long as she was here. Yeah, and just contained. Yeah. So I wonder if that's why they were like No big deal. We'll just sit around and wait. 
or just like if there's no like immediate rush like time right. is different with the fae that's true you know mm-hmm. like sh- like she said like fifteen thousand years is like five seconds for rigolus like right. it's not that different for these guys when it comes to like hundreds of years you that's know that's true yeah so I- i'm wondering if that's what it is but i do think he showed a sense of urgency in how he brought her down there because it right. was like right after we got that like hello bryce quinlan my mm-hmm. name is resand he just like grabbed her and brought her to this dungeon so right. it was like he was very quick about mm-hmm. isolating her yeah true and trying to get answers but yeah but it's interesting to see bryce as like just this side of bryce so she's like i'm gonna play the typical party girl bumbling idiot and yeah. like get them to you know think that i don't know anything and Azrael's like mm, lie <laughs> i was like yes that was pretty funny. I was cracking up. So she's like trying to use her skills to like weave as much of the truth into it without revealing. Yeah. Lots everything. of answering questions with questions. Right. Mm-hmm. And half truths. Correct. Um, also, I'm curious how Asriel, I don't know if we've gotten this answer before, how he knows if someone's lying or not. Like, is it the shadows or does it have to do with the actual like truth teller? Well, he had said that like this one, like the the way it read in the book was like he can clearly tell from her body language tone and scent that she was lying so but i think it's because this wasn't like a deep like i don't know if it's like a really like hard lie if it would like if truth teller would have any play in that or like anything like that but this one was just like tone language something like like maybe anybody could pick up on if they had skills Mm. so she gives him them kind of like high level details right she wanted to go to hell she landed here by accident. She used the gates to do it, which mm-hmm. is like the half truth right there. Mm-hmm. Um, not explaining that she has obviously like the horn. Mm-hmm. She talks about like the sword and the missing knife being reunited. Maybe that's what's happening. Right. Again, lots of half truths. Mm-hmm. They can tell she's lying. And so that's when she leans into the fact that they're like her world is, you know, controlled by intergalactic parasites, basically. Yep. And they ask her to explain further. And so she's like, I don't know quite how to dig into this. Right. And that's when it was like, Aaron's like, just look into her mind. Yeah. And Reese is like, let me ask for consent because I'm respectable. Or right. Whatever. Yeah. I was like, the consent thing is a very weird thing for me from Reese for a potential potential bad guy. But I anyways. don't think he understands the level yet. No, but. But so she says no, and then she winds up talking about Queen Thea and Peleus. Yes. And Amron's ears kind of like perk up. Um, connection. Saying, connection saying like they once dwelled there, which Brace is like, that's a weird way to say it. But <laughs> um, but so basically they were there and we just knew them as something different. Yeah. Basically the Daglin. Well, that the oh, Asiri were the Daglin. Excuse me. Yeah. The Asiri were the Daglin. But like all of this got them. Yes together like all these pieces are falling into place yes they confirm Thea and Peleus they confirm the Daglin equals a Siri they confirm the you know myths about the migration and right yeah even though they didn't know exactly why so this is where her people came from essentially yeah all of this confirms by her confirming that Peleus and Thea were there exactly so this is home this is the home world essentially yeah and so they ask her that they want to know like why that why she came there Mm -hmm. when you meant to go elsewhere and she's like yeah i would like to know that too like (laughs) i I was i would i don't want to be here let me get out of your hair but then reese says that essentially that she was trying to go to hell to find this prince adis Mm -hmm. which we know is the mission someone on tiktok already it's happening was like i don't like reese saying adis's name 
because they're like they well they don't like unnamed quotes but it's like he why is he saying his name they're convinced that this one little piece is like alluding to future connections between hell and what? prithian i don't know it's like why is he reaffirming hell Prince Adis, like reaffirming those names. Are those names going to come up again? Interesting. In the future? I don't know. I don't know. Live theory. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot of theories. <laughs> um, but, but essentially Bryce is like, she's trying to explain like the Asteria and everything that they're doing on her homeworld. Mm-hmm. And they're like, can you show us without like your mind? And so yeah, they yeah. wind up Reese like winnows away to go get the Veritas orb, yep. the Veritas orb. Um, and she just like brain dumps into exactly. this thing, and it's like, because it's like, how do you explain guns and bombs to people who have never seen guns and bombs before, and who have no technology? Yeah, like they ha- the the phone thing kills me later on. <laughs> <laughs> just a side note, but um, but yeah, so they they see like the war, they see all the violence that like the Asteri have brought to Midgard. Yeah, um, and it's just like, I think it's like them comprehending what's like why she, like she's trying to find a way to fight this exactly. so it's ac- there is actually something happening she's not a total liar mm-hmm. so that's validating um oh. and she shares both the official and the unofficial mm-hmm. stories of the asteri right the official story they say of them essentially like saving them from hell trying to invade and like that's what the asteri did right. so it's the unofficial story being that they like feed on everybody's powers mm-hmm. they feed on what they call first light that it's a tax on their magic mm-hmm. and again that perks something up with amran right because she's thinking about a tax a tithe and this is where she makes the connection to the daglin mm-hmm. because that was a similar thing where they would mm-hmm. take their magic take their magic right. not in the, the exact same way but in a different way mm-hmm. yeah um and they wind up giving bryce this like metal pill to swallow because i think they're kind of over this whole translating thing yeah they just want her to be <laughs> able to like answer questions for everybody to understand so she takes this magic pill um and she can just learn languages which is so nice um, yeah i was like mm, convenient that would be nice <laughs> um but she kind of like passes out when she takes it and winds up like coming to and like asriel is like right on top of her with like his blade out mm-hmm. and it's like singing to bryce and amarin's like no 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 no, like get it away from her like yeah. it sings to her you don't want them near each other and it just kind of was like i was like wait why is his blade over her like what yeah i don't know it was a weird like scene to wake up to one other thing i noticed and i think i mentioned this at the very beginning mm-hmm. but bryce confirms that asriel his shadows were like runes but wilder the way cormac's had been mm-hmm. so immediately that has me questioning if cormac and asriel kind of like related. come from the same place mm-hmm. um but so after Asriel pulls away from her um she winds up like she can feel the magic and it's kind of like coursing through her body and yeah. her like back lights up yeah because uh, like the horn is like Awkward. sucking in this power right and she's like oh I hope they don't see and they're like whoa yes um they definitely see um Amarin like realizes that the language of her tattoo is from the book of breathing yep and it is it's intense which again small throne of glass moment Mm -hmm. book of breathings there was kind of like the with like the word marks Mm -hmm. likely so it's like we can kind of make the connection that word marks Mm -hmm. are what's on bryce's back most likely most likely yeah so interesting yes um and then asriel said in a soft lethal voice explain or you die 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. There, there's that ass. Mm-hmm. There he is. Uh, <laughs> there he is. Yes. Okay. All right. Last chapter. Um, lots of jumping. Yes. Uh, Theron and Ari are fighting for the Viper Queen. Ethan, Deck, Flynn, and Mark are looking for answers. Um, they fail and come up with a plan, but need Therian. Sigrid's curiosity blooms, and the wolves find them. Lots of things. There's a lot. Yeah, this chapter, I think this was my problem with a lot of this book. There's so many, like, big chapters, and there's so much jumping. It's yeah. very hard to, like... It was a lot. Narrow in. But, yeah, no, basically... I just, Therian's a freaking idiot. He really is. And it, he gets worse in this chapter. Like, he was already <laughs> dumb enough, like, committing himself to the Viper Queen. Yeah. But now he's one of the dummies who's, like, obsessed with her venom. And yeah. I was like, bro, really? Yeah. Like, you already screwed yourself. Why are you making it worse? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was just unhappy with Therian. But, like, Ethan, he's so, I don't know. I felt like in like the maybe it was the first and second book he was like maturing he felt like very mm. mature and like reserved and now he's just like this wild like impulsive like yeah. let's do it now like we yeah. have to save him now and it's like well it feels like a baby boy again and i'm like yeah. Ethan. i know i was like let's let's take a step back yeah you can't just charge in there and grab therian like let's yeah. have a little bit of a plan yeah. so yeah i don't know um, well, this chapter opens up with Therian mm-hmm. trying to recover after getting his ass kicked by a minotaur. Like, yes. I think he ultimately killed the minotaur, but... Right. He's he ha- got, like, a hole in his chest or shoulder yeah. or whatever, and he's not looking good. It said, no. the reflection wasn't kind. Purple smudges beneath his eyes match the bruises along his jaw, the cuts on his lips, his swollen nose, all things that would fade and heal swiftly enough. But the hollowness in his eyes, it was mm. his face and yet a stranger's. He's not looking good is essentially no. what's going on. It's only been like two days, three it days. It's not been long. I'm like, bro, how are you already this, this like bad. bad down, like falling down the rabbit hole? Yeah. Um, But we come to find out that him and Ariadne, the mm-hmm. dragon, are essentially the Viper Queen's like main people now. Right. Like, they have a private suite. They have a private bathroom. And they are like the prize fighters, the prize fighters of mm-hmm. this show. Um, So He's in that private bathroom when Ariadne comes in and you can tell she's a little concerned, but she, she's mostly aloof because I think that's the only way she knows how to be. Yeah. But she starts trying to help him a little bit. So mm-hmm. I think for her. That's a big step. That's a big step. <laughs> she's like, let me help you with your wound ever so slightly. Yeah. Um, but he winds up like confronting her. I think he just has all this rage inside him and yeah. like hurt. And he confronts her about, you know, why would she leave them yeah. when they needed her? They wouldn't have abandoned her. They would have been yeah. friends with her. And I think he's just like, I think well, he's just reeling he and hurting hates himself. Right. He now. does. So, so he's, he's just trying to be mean yes. and nasty to the people around him, mm-hmm. which like it wasn't great that she abandoned them. No, not at all. But, but also like she wasn't your friend. She had no loyalty to you. Why? Like you can't be mad at her, really. Not as mad as he's being. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then she has to go and fight. Yeah. Um, and she's fighting against three lion shifters. Um, Good for which her. I was like, dang, that girl is impressive. But I guess when you're a dragon. dragon. I know. Um, but Therian's kind of just like hanging out in the crowd. And this is where it's like, I mean, now I'm starting to feel bad for him. So- someone, yeah. someone, he made these choices himself. But people are like, you know harassing him because he's a traitor he's yeah. a defector and he's not popular no he is not he's captain whatever basically mm, poor guy i know um the viper queen summons him mm-hmm. during ari's fight yep and essentially um scolds him mm-hmm. for 
making you know the kill too early right he's not putting on a show essentially show um she was like it was only five minutes Mm -hmm. and he's like he got a hole in my chest what am Uh i supposed to do (laughs) um she's like i would have liked to see a few more so that's a great relationship right there right clearly Mm -hmm. you know boss dynamic is 10 out of 10 oh yeah but um so now but now because of that Mm -hmm. ariadne is having to drag out her fight a little bit more so there's there's potentially some consequences right and I think punishing other people is worse for Therian than him being punished himself. Exactly. So because now he feels even worse. Right. So she tells him to try a little harder next time and then offers um, him his venom mm-hmm. or her venom. Yes, that's what I meant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> offers him her venom. And about it, he says it was beautiful. It was horrific. And it punched through him. Stars flickered in the air. Time slowed to a syrupy, languid scroll. Exhaustion and pain faded to nothing. Yeah. I mean, if you are miserable and you hate yourself. Oblivion is what you seek. I like I get it. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Yeah. But I I get it. Mm-hmm. You For know? sure. Yeah. It's easier in a way. It is. It's your it's your escape. It's your release. Yeah. I get it, but it sucks. Um, so then we pivot. Pivot. To Ethan, Declan, Flynn, and Mark. Um yes. Well, I guess Sigrid's there, too. She is. Or Siggy, which I think is a cute nickname for her. It is. Um, but they're all together and trying to figure out what the heck to do. Ethan is, like, dead set on, we have to save Therian. And yeah. I'm like, he's not in danger. Yeah, we got to prioritize. Right. I was like, Ethan. Rune is hanging in a dungeon. He tortured. Should, tortured. He should probably be priority one. Yeah, like Therian's just like fighting. Right. He's fine. He's fine. But Ethan does not see it that way. <laughs> no, he's very much just like, is this what they do? Leave their friends to suffer. And it's like Ethan. Again, two days have passed. Like, yeah. Let's reset. Let's Therian hasn't been here that long. <laughs> <laughs> like, goodness gracious. Yeah. Um, but so there's a little infighting. There's some struggling within the crew. There is. Um, but clarification, in case you needed it, Sigrid is the wolf that we pulled or Ethan pulled out of the astronomer's yes. like, tub. This mystic alpha wolf. Fender right. air. Mm-hmm. So, um, and she's now tagging along everywhere, as are the sprites. They just flock. I love the sprites. I know. They're so fun. She's They're their best. Yeah. Um, and they're the ones who gave her the name Sigrid, mm-hmm. which I just thought was sweet. It was because she didn't have one. I don't understand that. She had to have had she had to have had one. She probably just doesn't remember it. Yeah, I would think. Um, but they're like at the meat market and ju- she's just kind of like talking with Ethan and she's trying to like glean information about the astronomer. Yeah. It's kind of what it sounds like. And he mentions like, you know, or she brings up that he was dealing with like a salt dealer and Ethan kind of like looks to where the salt dealer was. Mm-hmm. And she's like, wants to go storm in there and punish the guy for selling yeah. salt and being a part of all this. And Ethan's like, whoa, <laughs> calm down. She's like, a little feisty. Yes. She's kind of like him. Um, yeah. Just, I wonder if they're feeding off of each other. Maybe. Um, but yeah, he's like, no, 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 we have to have a plan. Like we have to prioritize. Yep. Like that'll come later. Exactly. Um, and um, they also don't want a scene because nobody yeah. knows who she is and we don't want everybody knowing there's a new Fender heir. Right. Like in theory, she's supposed to be hiding from Sabine. Right. Because Sabine wants her dead. Right. But she's just out and about in the meat market. No, no biggie. Um, we get more confirmation that the Asiri have kept what happened in the eternal city like purely quiet Mm -hmm. so no one has any idea right what happened so like from inside of the palace to outside 
no concept. People just think like runes on vacation. Right. <laughs> just wild. <sighs> wild. Mm-hmm. So in the meat market, they're not getting the answers that they had hoped for. They have right. no idea what's happening to Rune or Hunt or Baxian at this point, although mm-hmm. they don't really know that about Baxian yet. Mm-hmm. And so Flynn is just like, okay, well, like, we have to break them out. Right. And so they kind of start thinking about, like, well, how could we do it? You know, maybe we could use the depth charger, which is that underwater city mm-hmm. that the Ocean Queen has. But then they would need Therian in order to, like, try to contact the right. Ocean Queen. And so they're kind of just, like, they're starting to brainstorm a little bit. Right. Because it's like, okay, if you can break them out, that's great. But where do you go? Exactly. So this is kind of their, like... Initial seed seedling, mm-hmm. but they do kind of align to. Well, I, I guess we do at least need to go talk to Therian, right? Especially see if, if they can connect us to exactly. Death Charger. Um, a thing that made me sad. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, Dex says something to Sigrid, mm-hmm. or um, says something to Ethan about Sigrid, essentially saying you need to remind her to shower, and which is like it's sad yes. or funny, but. The reason why it's been so hard for her to shower is like there's been straight up PTSD. So it says she hadn't known what shampoo was or soap or conditioner, hadn't even known what a shower was and had refused to step into the stream until Ethan had done so himself fully clothed to demonstrate that it was safe, that it wasn't some version of a tank. Like that made me feel bad. I know. I felt really bad, but I thought it was so sweet. Like he went in there and he like showed her how to wash her hair and like it was precious. He is such a he. He's a little bit of a dummy, but he is so sweet. He is. Yeah. But like since then, no physical touch. Like she freaks out if anybody touches her. Yeah. Like even like because he went to like grab her elbow to like kind of like tell her like, hey, you need to leave. Mm-hmm. And she like, nope, no, no touch. Exactly. And like she hates that feeling of being trapped, which I think is why she's tagging along everywhere she can outside of the house. Right. Not really concerned about like Sabine finding her. Right. Um, but so they decide they're going to go talk to Therian and they kind of walk up to the front door of Viper Queen's den when all of a sudden they start smelling the converging of wolves. Mm-hmm. Um, one other thing mm-hmm. I noticed, or just, it just also made me feel sad and i'm like cigarettes depressed <laughs> um <laughs> she says she asks how how do you get used to it and ethan says used to what and she says feeling like you're stranded in a rotting corpse and i was like if that's not depression i don't know what it well that was like when i read that i was like huh I was like, that's everyone. That's us. Like that applies to me too. And it's kind of like the worst thought you could ever have about your body. Like you're in a body that's just slowly dying. Yeah. Like I know we all die. I know our bodies are slowly rotting, but like to hear it, like, how do you handle that? Like, I'm like, uh, I don't know. I think you have to like, what other choice do you have? But to think on it is very depressing. Exactly. I just, I really feel for sacred. Like it's, there's a lot of depression, a lot of PTSD. Yes. Hopefully these boys can show her some freaking empathy and I not know. just be alpha holes to her. Yes. Um, But I just, I feel for her. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's with the scent of the converging wolves. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh shoot. Yes. Sabine found her. Yep. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen next? I know. Bum, bum, bum. So that's our first episode. That is our first episode. So what are we reading for next week? Next week, we're doing chapters three through seven. Mm. Another good 50 page chunk. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, Let us know what you guys think. And yeah. welcome back. Yeah. 
welcome back and we'll talk next week bye bye Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and let us know what you think. Check out our Patreon for more ways to support and connect with us for as low as $1 a month. You can also find us on Instagram at, at @fairiesandfangirls. Jump in on the conversation, and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye. Bye.